Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, we are halfway there already. Short week because of New Year's Day on Monday. I'm Scoot on the air. Really glad you're with us. Wednesday, January the 3rd, 2024. How many times have you written down 2023 so far? Yeah, I mean, it's easy to happen. You've really got to concentrate on that uh, new year. Hey, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to kind of review what it means for the Saints to get in the playoffs, what it's going to actually take for them to get there. And we got to talk about this NFL owner of the Carolina Panthers. He's been fined by the NFL $300,000 for throwing a drink at Jacksonville Jags fans in the stands. Now, he's in a, uh, a suite, you know, and, and sometimes suites in some places open up to the stadium. And so the, the, right in front of the suite, there are, there are people in the, in the stands. And apparently uh, he was uh, inspired to throw a drink on some Jacksonville Jags fans. I mean, this is, uh, this is like totally low class. I mean, I, I, just, I can't imagine that, you know, that um, Gail Benson would ever do anything like that. I mean, at least we have a classy owner. But this guy is like total trash. Now, his team lost 26 to nothing, I, I think, to the, the Jags. So he uh, got frustrated and threw a drink. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Is Taylor Swift going to trash Trump and endorse Biden? And has a celebrity endorsement ever affected your vote? We'll talk about that. Is there such a thing as a healthy king cake? Apparently, there is. And a, a bunch of new laws went into effect January 1st, 2024. And we'll talk about some of the interesting laws that, that, that went into effect. And, you know, some of those laws actually uh, should be in effect here in Louisiana. And speculation continues to grow as to what names might be on the list of the men associated with Jeffrey Epstein. The list is expected to be released, uh, I guess, any time now. I mean, we keep hearing today, tomorrow, anytime. So I, I don't know. As soon as it comes out, we'll, we'll talk about it. I, I'm still concerned that we're not going to get the full truth. That there are some people whose names are on that list that somehow managed to have their names redacted, somehow managed to have their names just not included on the list. Because, you know, we're talking about we're talking about rich and powerful men, men that have power in our society. And, and many of them have the ability to cover things up. And they've done it up to this point. They've gotten away with uh, having sex with underage girls. Now, the other part of this is everybody on the list, I guess uh, we can't assume that they had sex with underage girls. But at least we're going to get a list of people who were associated with Jeffrey Epstein. And it's, you know, I, I've said this before. It's kind of like if you're, if you're throwing a taco party, 
if you're known for throwing taco parties, and Jeffrey Epstein was known for throwing taco parties, so you, you throw a taco party, and, and people go to the party, well, what do you assume? You assume they're eating tacos. And former President Bill Clinton's name is expected to be on the list. Anyway, I can't wait for the list to, to, to come out, because I just, I, I think it's fair that these men are absolutely shamed. All right, Ian Hook is our senior producer at the controls in the other studio. Good afternoon, and again, Happy New Year. Good afternoon to you two as well. Uh, I want to thank you. I don't think we uh, we spoke about it on the air, but you got me a, a nice bottle of cookie dough whiskey uh, that I haven't got to crack into yet. You know, I discovered that uh, the other night um, my uh, my friend had uh, ordered a, a drink and and she wanted uh, something you know something kind of kind of uh, sweet sweet and so this was at the Goat on uh, on Saint Bernard and they recommended um, this cookie dough whiskey it's cookie dough flavored whiskey and yeah. I'll tell you I, you know I, I used to drink Jack Daniels a long time ago I took a sip of this and it's really very special yeah. I mean I really liked it and you know what's really cool to put it with with root beer like the the, the cookie oh, dough sure. with root yeah. beer and then if you really want to get fancy put a little whipped cream on top of that it turns into like a root beer float with this cookie dough flavor or mix it with Bailey's. Yeah, and it's really, it's really, it's really very, very good. I, anyway, I, I wanted to, you know, I, I gave you a Christmas gift, uh, but for the the staff here, some of the people like the account executives and our um, market manager and uh, Diane Newman, I decided not to give Christmas gifts. Uh, they they get all caught up in in just the hassle of all that, and not everybody's here and. So you keep thinking, anyway, so what I decided to do this year instead was give uh, New Year's Eve gifts, uh, New Year's Day gifts, nice. I guess, yeah. to celebrate the new year with a gift. And so that's why um, I gave you that. Well, I, I gave Coleman one, too. Yeah, I think the approach is right. With those sort of like flavored whiskeys, um, you know, like the screwball peanut butter whiskey is very yeah. popular right yeah. now. And I don't, I don't think that that stuff is meant to be drank like neat. Or even on the rock, you're supposed to mix that up in something fancy. So if 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 you're saying I should put this in root beer with some whipped cream, brother, that's what I'm gonna start out doing. Yeah, or Bailey's. Or but yeah, you I know, got some Bailey's with, in the fridge. Mix it with Bailey's. Yeah, that man. would be uh, that would be awesome. Anyway, right. you're you're quite uh, quite welcome for that. Yeah, and please, thank you so much. Yeah. So listen. Um. So this did you see video of the NFL owner, the Carolina Panthers? No, I didn't. Owner? I didn't right, see check about out the it video of this. I saw, let's see. This guy, yeah, this guy owns the Carolina Panthers, fined three hundred thousand dollars by the NFL for throwing drinks at Jacksonville Jags fans who were. Right outside of his suite. This happened toward the end of the twenty-six to nothing loss to the Jags. Come on, come on, come on! I mean, oh, like, he's really, like totally low class. Oh man, David Tepper, dude, you're worth billions of dollars. <laughs> like, what know. is wrong with you? Well, it goes to show you that money doesn't buy class. It really does. You know, I don't know. I have to let go of this fantasy that after people, you know, er, become centimillionaires or, or billionaires. That they start acting accordingly. No, <laughs> like there's there's still just little people with little hurt fifis and and big egos, and they just do dumb stuff like this. And I just don't un- like if I had a billion dollars. Yeah, I just think. I just wouldn't insert myself into stupid situations like this. You well, know, a hundred years ago, maybe where there's not cameras everywhere and. The billionaire class is not constantly being put on blast for their bad behavior, but here we are. Good luck, Mr. Tepper. But, you know, it's nice to know that we might not have their money, but we have something they don't have. We have class. No. 
and nobody can take that away from us. Well, well, good luck, buddy. I'm I'd, sure I'd rather he's... have the money than the class, but since you don't have the money, at least we've got the class. I'm sure he's going to go to bed tonight in his Scrooge McDuck yeah. vault full of gold coins <laughs> and not care about what we have to say about it, but we know better. But apparently he's just a disaster of an owner, which uh, is <laughs> no, a reminder. It's a reminder that like, your, your, you know, your team is a reflection of ownership. Your team is a reflection of management. And if this guy's like just like total wacko dude, then... You know, it explains why the Carolina Panthers are in such bad shape. But let's hope the Panthers get in good enough shape to beat the Bucks in the final game this coming weekend. Let's hope the Saints beat the Falcons. And, you know, I think we can do it. You know, there was a time when the Falcons were playing better football than they are right now. And I think their, their weak point seems to be a quarterback. So, we're, you know, we're, we're hoping for a little help, and then the Saints beat the Falcons, and we go to the playoffs in some kind of a crazy, bizarro world. All right, if you want to join us with a comment about anything we talk about this afternoon, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. It's 504-260-1870. Also, um, an update on what we talked about yesterday. I wrote a blog about it, and... Uh, Ian had just a great explanation for something that um, a listener challenged me with, called me a clown in his text message. And uh, the guy was totally wrong. Uh, And so we kind of set the record straight on that. That is still trending on the front page of our website, www.com. It's under the banner of Scoot. And then the, the, the title is about the... You know, the, the, the breast that was exposed on ESPN on Bourbon Street. And it kind of brings back memories of uh, Nipplegate, uh, part of uh, Janet Jackson's nipple exposed during that halftime show in 2004 when she was performing with Justin Timberlake. So that is still, still trending, and we do have an update on that. All right, if you want to join us with a comment, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Hey, when we come back, we've got the uh, money trends, SOTA uh, Money Trends with Metairie Bank on WWL coming up next. And then right after that, we're going to get to some of the early text messages that have, um, have come into the show. And that first batch of text messages is always fun. So we've got that, uh, that coming up. All right, we are approaching this new year of 2024 with a very, very positive attitude. We know there's uh, a lot of... Um, a lot of S shows going on out there. Uh, a lot of Charlie Fox trots. A lot of uh, a lot of mess. A lot to be negative about. But we're gonna we're gonna address what we have to address when it comes to the negative stuff. But we are going to be as positive as we can. I'm Scoot. Welcome to 2024. We'll be back on WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Okay, it's a 2024, and SOTA Money Trends with Metairie Bank continues on WWL in the new year. John LeBlanc, CEO of Metairie Bank, joins us. John, good afternoon and very happy new year. 
Happy New Year to you, Scoot, and to Ian as well. And we'd like to thank you for the opportunity to be a part of Wednesday afternoons for the last several years. And we're really excited about 2024 and continuing to uh, to work with you. No, it's been a great relationship, and we love it. Love having you part of the show as well. So this is a time when people make uh, New Year's resolutions, and some of those resolutions um, sound just really great, but they don't last very long. But also there are some financial New Year's resolutions that people can make, and it's only the third day of the New Year, so it's not too late to set that up. What would you recommend in terms of a financial New Year's Eve resolution? Well, I'll tell you, the top three financial resolutions are Number one, people want to save more money. Number two, they want to pay down their debt quicker. And three, they want to spend less. And I think if we start with the first one, how can I save more? I hope that everyone's um, goal is to establish some type of emergency fund to cover any unexpected things that may come up in life, whether it's a a medical issue or, or, or maybe you're out of work temporarily. I think everyone should focus on establishing that emergency fund right away. And there's some really simple ways to do that. Most of us have a uh, a mobile banking app or an online banking app, and you can set up automatic transfers to your savings account. So when payday comes, transfer whatever amount works for your budget into a savings account. Even if you start off as low as maybe $10 a paycheck or $20 a paycheck, just set that up to automatically transfer to a savings account and you'll be on your way to establishing some sort of emergency fund. I think the second best way for people to save money, um, and it's really a tax uh, advantage way, if you're a participant in a 401k plan at work or some similar retirement plan, Consider increasing your deferral by just 1%. So if you're putting away 4% of your salary per year, increase it to 5%. You probably won't notice the difference. You're going to be um, saving some taxes as well, and that's an easy way to increase your your savings rate. You know, John, oh, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, no, please. Well, you know, it's just, it's amazing how, like, you guys have it so much together. You banking people, like, have all of this together, and I don't have it together. Do you have problems, maybe, that, that I don't have? I mean, because you got all this down. I, I don't have this down at all. So I'm wondering, uh, you yeah. got this down, but are there other problems that maybe I don't have that you have? I'm sure there's a bunch <laughs> of them. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to know that, like, I'm not a total trash disaster. <laughs> No, no, no. And look, Scoot, once people are on their way to save money, the next thing is really pay down debt. That's a big financial resolution for, for folks out there. And there's a couple of quick tips I'll pass along, you know, and I'm really speaking more of credit card debt. If you've got a three, four, five credit cards that the balances maybe have gotten away from you a little bit, consider a uh, a transfer card where with a zero interest for some period of time where you can transfer the balances to that and work on paying that debt down. The only concern there is if if you lack the discipline and you run the balance up on that new card, you're not going to be helping yourself out um, in any way, but that that's a, a quick and easy one. There are a couple of other strategies that, that folks like to use. One is, 
pay off the lowest balance card first and make minimum payments on the other cards. Once you knock out the lowest balance, go to the second lowest balance and, and work your way up. Um, that's, that's proven to be very successful as well as um, paying off the highest interest rate card first. So if you've got three or four cards, figure out which one has the highest interest rate and work on paying down the highest rate card first. And John, this is really a ridiculous, this is a ridiculous question for me to ask at this mm -hmm. point in my life because I should, I should know this, but I, I'm, I'm asking this question. If, if, you have a, um, if you have a minimum balance on a, on a credit card and you just uh, you pay over that balance, you, you're, you're, that's one way to pay it down, right? If you just pay the minimum payment, no, it's going to take if, you. If you pay more, if you pay more, just whatever you pay over oh, the minimum payment, that works toward paying absolutely. it off. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. That, that's that's a, I, the I, way I, to do I, it. I knew that. I just wanted to. I just wanted to hear it again. Yeah, and you know the strategy part is really whether or not you you, you try and knock out the lowest balance cards first or the highest rate cards first, and it's really up to the to the individual what what works best for them. But those are two strategies to quickly. Um, pay down your, your credit card debt. And that's something we want to try and avoid uh, is building too much credit card debt. And it, it impacts our uh, credit score, which works against us when we need to make uh, large purchases down the road. All right, let's get to this uh, third, uh, third resolution for uh, the new year when it comes to finances, spending less. Spending less. Um, and this really is all about budgeting. And we've spoken about this uh, a few times in the past. And, you know, there's a, a simple uh, rule in the financial world, uh, 50, 30, and 20%. 50% of your income should go to needs. Those are things like your rent, your utilities, uh, food, um, maybe education. The uh, next 30% of your uh, budget should go to wants. Those are things like maybe going out to dinner or uh, going out to eat once or twice a month or however often, uh, entertainment. And then the final 20% is savings. So if you can save 20% of what you bring home a month, you're going to be doing uh, just fine. But that's a, a pretty simple rule of thumb. 50% needs, 30% wants, and 20% savings. So number one, a good New Year's resolution for financing, save more. Two, pay down debt, and three, spend less. Absolutely. If you can do those three things, you're going to be doing fantastic. My challenge and is going know, to be a, number three, uh, spending less, because, you know, I'll, I'll, I like things. And so if I see something, I mean, look, there's a lot of things that I, I don't buy, but there's some things that I, I, you know, I don't need, but I go, oh, you know, I think I want that. It's not really big stuff, but, you know, might be a nice pair of shoes. Well, look, we've got to be able to enjoy life, right? So you've yeah. got to do some things that make you happy. And uh, and we're and you'll be fine. Yeah. All right, John. Well, thank you so much for this. I've always enjoyed spending time with you, and uh, thanks for uh, being part of SOT Money Trends with uh, Metairie Bank. And I hope you have a great new year. I know Metairie Bank will have a great new year, and uh, we'll have a great new year together. 
Thank you, Scoot. We, we really enjoy the opportunity to spend uh, Wednesday afternoons with right. you. So, Thanks, uh, Thank you and your listeners. All right. John LeBlanc, CEO of Metairie Bank. All right. If you want to join us for the comment this afternoon, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. All right. Let's go to Ian with some of your early text messages. Uh, we started out talking about uh, the Panthers owner, David Tepper, getting fined for t- throwing a beer on Jaguars fans. I don't know. Here's a text that says, someone scaled down David Tepper's wealth to that of the average American and figured out that that $300,000 fine is the equivalent of a dollar twenty-two to most people. Okay, you see, and I thought about this when I saw the fine. The fine should be proportionate to what it would take to hurt the person. If, if, if fines or penalties are not big enough to actually hurt the person who's paying it, then it's meaningless. And $300,000 may sound like a hell of a lot of money, but not to a guy like that. So I love that that uh, texter brought that up because uh, that's not fair. It's not fair to all of us that this person would be fined $300,000 when that means nothing to this person. I say we set him down on the 50-yard line and let Jacksonville Jaguars fans take turn dumping beer on his head. That would be a really cool promotion. See if that changes his behavior a little bit. Uh, Here's a text about uh, the Epstein logs and what you said in that first segment there about, you know, if you go to the party, we should assume you're eating the tacos. This is a text that says, guilt by association. That's right out of McCarthyism. Well, look, I don't, you know, I I don't like that. But, you know, we need to find out more about what the list represents. And, you know, if you're just taking a ride on the plane with Jeffrey Epstein... Um, I guess that doesn't mean anything, but you're associating with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, this is what he's known for. And I, I don't always agree with guilt by association, but, you know, you, can, you, you, you can't help but assume some things when you associate with, with certain people. And while that might not be fair, hey, that's, that's life. It seems clear that Epstein was, in addition to a, had a pedophile and a monster, he was also quite a socialite who really loved, yeah. you know, sort of being in a room with influential people. There's a billion pictures of him with the Clintons. There's a billion pictures of him with Donald Trump, yep. you know, rubbing elbows in all these sort of high society circles. Yeah, you know, I think it's right. We just have to kind of wait and see, like, you know, who was at an event with him versus who was on a plane with him versus right. who was on the plane to the island with right. him. These are the, three uh, very different things. The Lo- I think they called it the Lolita Express. The Lolita Express, that's exactly Lolita right. Lolita Express, yeah. yeah. And Lolita is representative of an underage girl. It's from a movie a long time ago. It uh, represents an underage, having sex with an underage person. Uh, you mentioned Taylor Swift. Here's a text that says, I'll give you $20 if you can go a whole day without bringing up Taylor Swift. More I'm- people could care less about her than you think no we've we've talked about this and it's going to take more than 20 bucks also i think you mean more people couldn't care less not to be overly semantic about it but yes, yeah, that that means you do care texter yeah so. we, we know what <laughs> we know what people mean when they say that but yeah gotcha. sometimes that gets um, a little mixed up uh here's a text that says scoot giving your gifts on new year's is spot on with what the creoles in the 19th century new orleans did they did not exchange gifts on christmas all right well you know here at the station and in situations like this you know, you're exchanging Christmas gifts, and so I decided that I was going to do New Year's Day gifts, a celebration of the new year. Thanks for the last year, and uh, let's l- look forward to, uh, to a new year. Plus, if you, if you give New Year's gifts instead of Christmas gifts, it kind of stands out a little more because your gift doesn't get um, lumped in with all the other gifts that people are giving. Lost in the shuffle. You're exactly right. 
I'll give you two more. Here's one at the top of the pile that goes back to David Tepper, the Panthers owner. And this says the monetary amount of the fine might be insignificant, but it's still $300,000. The big thing is that no adult, no normal adult, likes to be disciplined for bad behavior. And that's what they did. They disciplined him and shamed him. Yeah. And, you know, again, it, it, it proves that money doesn't buy class because this was a totally classless thing to do. And I don't know what they were saying, but it doesn't matter what the Jacksonville Jag fans were saying. I mean, did they deserve it? I don't know. Maybe. But I, when you're in that position, you just you, you can't do stuff like that because, you know, the cameras are on you. Uh, apparently, Tepper, I just wanted to see this real quick. He did give a response this morning, reading now from SportsIllustrated.com. I'm deeply passionate about this team, and I regret my behavior on Sunday. I should have left NFL. I should have let NFL Stadium security handle any issues that yes. arose. I respect the NFL's code of conduct and accept the league's discipline for my behavior. Good. I mean, that's At least he's contrite. Okay, David. And I'll leave you with this text that says, here's how to be a millionaire. Start out as a billionaire and then buy a radio station. <laughs> Not this one. That's interesting. <laughs> All right. Yeah, wow. If you want to join us with the comment this afternoon, the Okinawa Jewelers talking text line is 504-260-1870. So we're still waiting for the list to be released. Ian, is it going to be today? Do you know? Are Man, they saying I, know, I can't keep track of this anymore. There was a story this morning that they were all going to be locked up until the 22nd, but apparently there's three individuals on that list who's who's who've done some sort of legal magic trick, and those names are going to remain sealed until the 22nd. The other names will get between now and then. Yeah, so when it's released, we will certainly talk about it. ABC News was the first to report that former President Bill Clinton's name is going to be on the list. He's among the John Doe's who were uh, previously redacted on, on documents related to convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. But again, you know, we do have to be cautious. Just because you're on the plane doesn't mean you did anything, but uh, wonder what you did on the plane. Do, do, I mean, at some point, do you think Hillary is, is just looking at Bill going, Bill, I mean, seriously, again, I mean, did you, I mean, did you really do that, Bill? I mean, think about all that he he did, and, and she she stayed with him. Which um, you know, I have ambivalent feelings about that. I'm not a Hillary fan, but uh, you know, maybe for the institution of marriage, uh, maybe for the sake of of uh, what it means to have a good marriage, maybe she should have dumped him a long time ago. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back on WWL. I I think it's time for those dirty little secrets to uh, to to get out, and I I can't think of a better way than to, uh, to discourage uh, rich, powerful men to arrange sex with underage girls than to uh, make it uh, very likely that their name is going to be exposed. Because if if they did that, I I doubt that they would do what they're doing. And and uh, so anyway, you know we've we've talked about this for a long time. I'm all for targeting sex traffickers, but I think we should equally charge. Um, the men who create a market for this. It's really, um, I, you know, it's, it's disgusting. It's just, it's so pathetic. And, and, you know, you also have to feel for the young girls that uh, put themselves in a position for this to happen to them. I guess some of them are, are runaways. I mean, the, the, the pictures that I've seen, like the, the one that's, uh, that has his arm around uh, Prince Andrew. Um, I, yeah, I mean, what do you think happened there? But she's got a midriff on. Um, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. But, you know, he's got his arm around this girl. She looks like, um, you know, a very attractive young female. And I don't know what happened to her to put her in that position. But, you know, there are some, there are going to be some young females 
who I, I guess in some sick way enjoy the attention. But there are a lot of them that just get caught up in that, and they're just they're 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 kind of brainwashed. They're they're kind of um, tra- kind of like a they're brought into sort of a, a cult. I guess it would be like a like a cult. All right. So um, a bunch of Republicans are going to the border and uh, Speaker Mike Johnson is leading about 60 House Republicans on a visit to the southern border. And uh, they are demanding um, hardline immigration policies as a condition for more aid to Ukraine. They'll visit Eagle Pass, Texas, where illegal border crossings last month swamped federal resources. The border is an absolute catastrophe. For weeks, Johnson's insisted Republicans will not back President Biden's emergency aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and other security needs without what he calls transformational changes to border and immigration policies. The president says his request includes ways of managing the migrant influx. Administration officials say the GOP visit is a political ploy that will do little to solve border problems. It's unclear if Johnson would accept a bipartisan deal Senate negotiators are working on that would unlock the Ukraine aid. Sagar Magani, Washington. And CBS uh, News immigration reporter Camilo Montoya Galvez is at Eagle Pass, Texas, and uh, they're explaining why this is, is happening right now. The situation that lawmakers will see here in Eagle Pass today is dramatically different than two weeks ago when I was last here. Upwards of 10,000 people were crossing each day when I was last here before Christmas. That number dropped to 2,500 on Monday. The Mexican government has stepped up enforcement in the interior of Mexico, deporting migrants to southern Mexico near the Guatemala-Mexico border, and also deporting some migrants back to Venezuela. U.S. officials say that those efforts have helped to decongest the U.S. border and that they do not need to suspend legal travel anymore. You know, as big a problem as the border has been for a long time, it's been a crisis for a long time, isn't it sad that Republicans and Democrats don't have an answer? And it seems to me that both sides are taking too much time playing politics with it. And it's a political, it's a political football for, for them. And the Republicans love to blame it on, on Biden, and Biden ha- bears a lot of responsibility here. But I don't know that Republicans have aggressively really worked to try to pursue a bipartisan a- agreement. Maybe, I, I, maybe I'm missing something here. But the Biden administration should do a lot more than it appears to be doing. And if they're doing a lot and we're not hearing about it, then shame on them. But you do get the impression that, that, that President Biden is soft on the border. And that's not good. You know, there's a way to come to this country. And the border is a, is a problem. I, I don't blame everything that's wrong in America on the border, like a, a lot of people. But it's a, it's a problem. It's a big problem. And so it just amazes me that that President Biden and Democrats and then Republicans are not really working harder to just just, you know, make a change here. I mean, why does this continue to, to go on? It, it, you know, then there are these spikes and there's like 10,000 coming across and then 2,500. Well, if there are these spikes of, of doing something and cutting back the, the, the migration into the United States, you know, it's kind of like the Saints. Why can't they play that way the whole game? Why can't the administration, why can't Republicans and Democrats, you know, be tough on the border all the time? Why can't they have this killer instinct toward, like, stopping what's happening at the border? And, and you know, we've talked recently about 
the, the prospect of Donald Trump becoming president again has probably scared a lot of people who are south of the border and, and caused them to want to get to the country before the election, before inauguration, because they feel like maybe they're not going to get in if, if Trump is president. And, you know, that would be a positive thing that Trump would, uh, would, would present. I don't think it's worth it for him to be in the White House for, for that reason, because I think there are other people that can do that. But, I mean, my God, when are people going to get tough on the border? And both sides are at fault here. All right. Uh, President Biden is going to visit sites of national trauma in the coming days to warn about the stakes in this year's presidential election. Saturday is the Capitol riot's third anniversary. A year after the attack, the president had blasted Donald Trump and the rioters themselves for attacking the nation's very foundations. Held a dagger at the throat of America. The president will mark the anniversary near Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, evoking the American Revolution and the ongoing fight for democracy nearly 250 years later. Monday, he'll visit Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina. Where Barack Obama famously eulogized the church's pastor and eight others killed in a 2015 white supremacist attack. President Biden will use both events to characterize Trump, the GOP presidential primary leader, as a serious threat to democracy if he wins another term. Sagar Magani, Washington. All right, if you want to join us with a comment, the Oakland Art Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. All right, let's get, to, let's get a call in here. Let's go to New Orleans East and Brown. Welcome to WWL and happy new year. Hey, Scoop, what's up? Well, we're doing the show. That's, that, that's what's up. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Well, let's, let's say this, man. Look. All right. Uh, Biden administration, right? You know what he's doing, right? Well, I don't he's know. He's trying to keep his Hispanics. Well, he's trying to appear that he's less racist toward the Hispanics and the immigrants coming in. Therefore, on election day, he's going to receive a majority of the Hispanic vote. He's he not ignorant. See, he knows if he starts deporting them, putting them in cages, treating them bad, he's going to lose that vote. See? Well, so it's all politics. Yeah, according to a recent poll, he's already losing their vote because he's, he's way down in the uh, Hispanic vote. Uh, and he, he did a great job yeah, with the Hispanic vote in the last election. Well, you the one says, you know, don't believe in the polls that much. But, well, um, I, I mean, a, but a, a lot of polls are, are, are accurate. I mean, I, you know, you can always argue that the polls aren't accurate, but, you know, they all pay attention to the polls. But that's what, that's what the strategy is. I'm telling you what I'm getting yeah. from the top. All right, Brown. That don't, be, don't be hard on the Hispanics. Well, I'm not, Let them I'm come not, in. Well, because on election day, you're going to reap right. them votes. We can't let... We can't let everybody in. I mean, it would be nice if we could, but it's just not practical. I do appreciate the call. All right, let's go to Ian with some of your text messages. Uh, here's a text that says uh, Republicans are playing politics. They had full control when Trump was in office, the Senate and the House, but they did nothing. I, I, I know. I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of information that's coming out right wing social media that is giving people talking points. And I guess there's to use these talking points to continue uh, perpetuating the, the 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 strategies from the Republicans on on social media, and to call talk shows like this one and just uh, regurgitate what they have been taught on online. 
uh, to the texter's point, I don't think it's quite fair to say that Trump and the Republicans in that congressional in that Congress did nothing. I mean, they started building that wall, but no serious person thought that that was going to solve the problem. Like you can build that wall at the border, but that's not going to solve the issue of desperately poor and impoverished people fleeing violence and drug violence and poverty in Central and South America. They are coming here. And expert after expert explained that the wall wasn't going to solve the problem, but that was an appeal to the lowest common denominator among among Americans. It was the last great... They built that wall, they're not coming over. You know, and so it was, again, to appeal to the lowest common denominator of American mentality. It's just a symbol. It, the yeah. wall is a symbol. It's not a border, you know, measure. It just says, hey, this country is for white people. It's the last great Confederate monument. Uh, here's a text that says, okay, back to David Tepper for a moment here. Uh, according to your logic, Scoot, when the Panthers owner, David Tepper, goes to a restaurant to eat or to a supermarket to buy groceries... He should pay thousand times more because he's wealthier. And if he gets a parking or a speeding ticket, then his fine should be multiplied thousands of times because the penalty needs to hurt him. Well, again, when it comes to like a fine, I mean, I I think when it comes to the law, I I understand this point. Uh, No, he shouldn't pay more at grocery stores. He shouldn't pay more at restaurants. But if you're going to find somebody, then find them uh, an amount of money that actually acts as a fine. The fine is a penalty. And, and quite often, fines are not, um, are not severe enough to, to change behavior or, or to punish somebody. I mean, the, the, there are fines that, you know, businesses, major corporations, if, if you do this wrong, you know, if, you've, if, if uh, you uh, do not abide by these uh, OSHA rules or whatever, the fine's $500 or $2,500. $2, I mean, you know, again, uh, in, a, in a lot of these situations, I think the, the, uh, the, the the fine, the penalty, should actually be a, be a penalty. I'll give you two more quick ones. Here's a text from Kirk on the North Shore who says, Why do you all place such importance on football players, coaches, and owners? They're just people, nothing more. How ignorant to worship these men like false gods. Y'all make me laugh treating them as if they're so special. I don't know what we've done to work to indicate that we worship them. If we did, we wouldn't really be out of sync with the rest of the country. That's right. To, to, to say that we don't treat billionaires with velvet gloves and that they're not in their own special privileged class where we think that they're good people or we think that they're morally upstanding just because they're wealthy. That is the society we live in today, Kirk. That's not exclusive yeah, but, to but me I, and but I, but I resent that text because I don't think we do that on this show. I don't no. think, I, I think what we're talking about is like, treat them like a normal person. If you're going to fine them, make the fine hurt them. But I don't, I don't think we, uh, we put these people on pedestals. We, we talk about them because they're in the news, but that's not something we do on this show. Uh, now, Ian brings up a good point. America does that. Yeah. All right, on the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, on this day in 1967, after receiving his U.S. draft notice, Beach Boys' Carl Wilson refused to be sworn in, and he fails to report to the military service. He was, um, he was uh, filing as a conscientious objector, and he ultimately was indicted and faced criminal prosecution for draft evasion. He was arrested April 26, 1967, by FBI agents, later released uh, into his own custody, and he was, um, he was released on a $15,000 bond. But, uh, yeah, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of rockers went to, went to the war. They went to do what they were asked to do. Uh, Beach Boys Carl Wilson um, did not. 
and that was a that was a, b- a big thing when the when the draft was was in in effect during the Vietnam War. That was a, a big thing to be a conscientious objector. Um, um, Muhammad Ali was a conscientious objector and uh, did not uh, get drafted because if you could show that you were really a conscientious objector, you would not be drafted. It got it got a little complicated at times. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. These guys, uh, Gary and the Pacemakers, uh, they were part of the British invasion. And on this day in uh, 2021, just a couple of years ago, uh, Gary Marston, who was leader of uh, Gary and the Pacemakers, uh, passed away at the age of 78. And uh, Ferry Cross the Mercy was one of their big songs. All right, coming up, um, let's, um, let's talk about some of the new laws that went into effect January 1st for the new year of 2024. Uh, I wish some of these laws were going into effect here in Louisiana. Also, uh, to commemorate the third anniversary of January 6th, there's a new board game coming out. It's going to be available this weekend called Storm the Capital, the Truanon Edition. So we'll tell you all about that coming up. I'm Scoot on the air, and uh, Happy New Year, and we'll be back on WWL. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.